listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to him, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. We have such a great mystery in, in the uh, feast day today. It is the fourth luminous mystery of the rosary, the transfiguration of the Lord, the fourth luminous mystery, and uh, amazing grace that was given to Peter, James, and John. And um, as I was praying over the readings and really seeking uh, the Lord's word for us today, I had this funny memory from my high school days. I haven't thought of this for years. So this is going to be a little strange, okay? <laughs> it's a little warning beforehand, so stick with me. It actually does connect at the end, okay? So um, I had this memory when I went, got to high school and I joined the marching band. Uh, I was a trombone player. Is anyone else here a marching band kid? So a couple of you, okay. Yeah, so obviously the marching band, you know, and, and during that time was when marching band was really becoming a thing. There were competitions. You can imagine the halftime show at a football game. You see this amazing thing. This Ohio State marching band does these wild, like, shows. That whole thing was just kicking off. And uh, you have to learn this routine and the music and the, where you walk. And then... Um, there would be, at the end of the season, there was actually a competition just like sports. And you would go to, you know, and if you won, you went to the next level till you went to the state championship. Well, my freshman year, we really didn't do so well. And it was kind of discouraging, okay? So we, uh, our band directors, kind of a motivating, inspiring kind of band directors, like, okay, we're gonna try harder next year. So my sophomore year, we really tried hard and we made it further, but we still didn't make it to the championship. And so, again, we were very discouraged, but then we, we all kind of agreed with each other, next year's the year, we're going to do it. So my junior year, we worked so hard. You can imagine, even in August before school started, you're out in that hot parking lot, you know, and, and it's kind of this complicated thing of the music and where you stand and walk. And if you're the type of person where you can't chew bubble gum and walk at the same time, 
then this is not for you. <laughs> you know, you had to be able to be kind of coordinated. And I'll tell you, we worked so hard that year and really gave it our all. And um, at the end of that year, I won an award. I won the Best Marcher Award. <laughs> so that's on my resume now. Okay, yes. Yeah, so junior year of high school, I was the best marcher. All right. And uh, we were so excited because all year long, we'd been getting compliments from people. Wow, your show is amazing. And so we got to the end of the season, we got to the tournament, and we won, and then we won again. And, but we, we didn't make it to the final championship. And we were crushed. We were so discouraged. We had given it our all. We have struggled and suffered and sweated. <laughs> we really, and yet we didn't make it. And I'll never forget, our band leader was trying to give us a little pep talk. I think he could tell we were all very discouraged. And so I think he was trying to console us. And I'll never forget what he told us. He told us not to worry that it wasn't our fault. We'd given it our all, and, and we didn't do anything wrong. It just was the program, the show that we had, just wasn't good enough. Even if we had done it perfectly, we still weren't gonna make it to the championship. Well, when he said that, we were all like, what are you talking about? Like, why did we even do this? <laughs> you know, we, were, we had no chance at all, like, what? And so, right then and there, this, all the, we were going to be the next senior class, we all quit. We quit. <laughs> there were no seniors in marching band the next year, and um, I realized that there was no trombone in Bon Jovi, so <laughs> I switched over to guitar my senior year, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but the whole thing kind of backfired. So it was so discouraging, and you can imagine, if you've been working so hard and you've been told, you're not going to make it. No matter what, you're just, you're not going to be able to make it. It's so discouraging, and quitting is really the most logical thing. You know, and there it was. But you know, as I was remembering this, this incident from my high school days, I thought, you know, if something else had happened, let's say a person had come to us from the future, Michael J. Fox arriving in a DeLorean time machine, okay? <laughs> if somebody had come to us from the future to tell us, hey guys, next year is the year you're going to win championship. Well, I'll tell you, we would have given it more than our all. We would have just really gone over the top, like, wow, we're going to do it. And um, my friends, in some way, I kind of feel like that that is exactly what today's feast day does for us. You know, the early church fathers meditating on this transfiguration had an insight. You'll, you'll hear that in the preface, which I will pray, that Jesus gave this gift of the transfiguration to Peter, James, and John to prepare them for his crucifixion. So you have the transfiguration on Mount Tabor and you have the crucifixion on Mount Calvary. And that if they didn't receive this grace of seeing Jesus in his glory, that they would have despaired at the crucifixion. So we see a parallel, no longer Moses and Elijah with Jesus, now it's Jesus with the good thief and the bad thief, they're paralleled. And in the transfiguration, it's actually a vision of God, a vision of the one God who is a trinity. You hear the voice of God the Father, there was the cloud of God the Holy Spirit and the transfigured image of God the Son, the one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What a tremendous consolation. 
the, the early church fathers saw that today's feast day was like a foretaste so that when we see Jesus dying on the cross, we can understand that it isn't so much that they took his life away from him. No, he laid it down. He gave it as an offering because he was God. This transfiguration shows that he has all the power. And so there's almost as if like a taste of the future so that they wouldn't be discouraged. And my friends, I share that because day after day after day, I keep hearing people sharing with me how discouraged people are feeling. You know, things are going so bad in the world, and many of us are so aware of the battle between good and evil. There's a temptation from the devil to think that evil is winning, that good is losing, and so it can be discouraging. He loves to discourage us. You know, that battle for good and evil, that's happening in the heart of each one of us. Maybe even a sin that we're struggling with, and we feel discouraged by that. And so on today's feast day, we have a foretaste of the future. We see something that is waiting for us. My friends, when we die, each one of us are going to see this. We will see God. We will see Jesus in the fullness of his majesty, the light of his face. Jesus has already won the victory over sin, over death over the devil, over evil. The victory has been won. Good wins. God won. And so we have no reason to be discouraged. You know, that we've been given a foretaste of what's waiting for us. We will see this image of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the glory, the light, the, the joy, the peace, the love of God, that face of Jesus is what we see when we arrive on the other side. And so today's feast day is a feast day of tremendous encouragement, tremendous encouragement as we struggle in our day-to-day -day life and with things, the battles that we're each going through, never give up, never give in to discouragement, never allow the devil to steal your joy. Yes, there are, there are crosses. Yes, there is suffering without a doubt. But the Lord has promised us eternity. You know, you think of like the story of Fatima when Mother Mary came to those children. She came from heaven. And they talk about the light of God's glory that surrounded her. And it's such an important reminder and encouragement to us that all of this stuff is real. And that it's waiting for us. If we only struggle and suffer now and not give up, we fall, we get back up again. It's so encouraging. You know, the Holy Father has been in Portugal with all the young people. It ends today, yesterday and Saturday. He was in Fatima giving us an encouragement. And his big encouragement was to return to the prayer of Eucharistic adoration. And so, my friends, in the transfiguration, Jesus showed us his glory. His image was changed. And in the Eucharist, his image is changed. He comes to us under the appearance of bread and wine. It truly is the Lord. And the early church fathers called receiving Holy Communion the medicine of immortality, a foretaste of the glory that waits for us at every Mass, at every Holy Communion, when we receive the Lord and we're united with Him, a pledge, a down payment of the fullness of our inheritance that waits for us. So at every Mass, we should be so encouraged. The Lord is with us. He's feeding us. He's nourishing us. He's strengthening us with his grace. 
And so we can run the race, we can fight the fight, and we can never give up because Jesus has already won and he's inviting us to his victory. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans